Hey everybody, welcome to Hit Rewind. This episode we'll be diving back into the scary movies of 1988. We'll be discussing Child's Play, Pumpkinhead, and Serpent in the Rainbow. I'm your host, Michael, and my co-host, Kersey's on the other side. Hey, how's it going? That's all the energy I had. Alright, bye everybody. I'm gonna go take a nap now. <laughs> Sounds good. I haven't had I haven't had any caffeine either, so I'm nope. just gonna be for all you yeah. fans, this is gonna be our lowest energy episode ever. So <laughs> get ready so... to hit record. Yeah, I have actually a lot of caffeine to me. I'm pumping in right now. My thing is, the minute I go outside, I feel like I'm just in, like I, you're walking into a shower or a sauna. It's so thick. And you're just like, and then you're just soaked. You're fucking soaked. It's ridiculous. I was out in the yard for maybe 10, 15 minutes, and I came back in. I was like, what the? I got to change again, damn it. Yeah, that sounds like when I was in uh, Vegas in, in the summer. Yeah, uh, I've only been there. Sounds like exactly like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm peeling my nutsack off my thigh like it's an old color form. Yeah. <laughs> now to gross you out, let's gross you out anymore. You're, uh, you're peeling it off your leg, and you're like hoping there's not going to be a Popeyes cartoon on there when you're done. <laughs> like it's a Venture Bros reference for anyone uh, who's a fan. Silly putty. <laughs> um, let's start off with what I think the weakest of the three is uh, Pumpkinhead. Yeah, I probably agree. Yeah, it's. I know it's a cult classic, and I think it's only a cult classic for two things: the uh, involvement of Stan Winston and Lance Henriksen. You know, I, mm -hmm. other than that, it's kind of generic. If he didn't create that very memorable monster, and Lance Henriksen didn't give a pretty damn good performance, it's pretty cheap garbage. It's it's like they took the the xenomorph costume minus the head and just spray painted it brown which is the most uninteresting color and honestly it probably is because it's all the same crew yeah i mean that would make sense yeah and mgm probably hired him to do it because this is when mgm had no money they were completely broke they lost their entire catalog so all their movies uh that weren't united artists which is their other division with the real money if it says mgm on it slash ua or just mgm Guaranteeing you it's under a $5 million horror film or, or something like that because they really did not try during this period. And uh, I, I'm guessing they go, well, Stan Winston can do special effects that look great for dirt cheap. They probably shot this from guessing for just a million or so because it's <laughs> it has atmosphere. I'll say this, Stan Winston kind of yeah. underrated as a visual. He only did, I think, three movies. Um I think he has a really good eye for creating atmosphere. He does have a mythos in this they kind of try to build on, but it's still very little. And you can tell because the sequels after this don't do anything to build on the mythos, and they're complete and utter shit. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, there's three of them, by the way, people. Three sequels. All yeah, I mean, there's not, there's not, there's not very far you can go with the premise. It's pretty simple. Uh, it has defined rules, but there's not that many it's just basically one yeah like once you summon it you can't stop it that's pretty much it what did he think he was doing he's like this is not what i meant this is wrong but his southern accent's crazy by the way i love it it was great it was so good <laughs> i was like what did you think you were going to do you're i mean the, the, all the stuff leading up to this moment what did you think was going to happen you wanted revenge there you go uh maybe you just wanted revenge on the guy that actually killed his son Oh, but. so he was more singularly minded on that one person, not realizing he was going to kill all the kids. Okay. But then again, he doesn't know who did it, so I guess... Yeah. Uh, it's a little vague. I don't know. Yeah, this is real hillbilly country. I mean, we're talking way in the sticks. Hill, um, the hills have eyes. Those guys seem sophisticated in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who was his neighbor played by? He was in a lot of movies. Isn't They Live? 
homeless guy. Oh homeless yeah, guy. Buck Flower. George Buck Flower. If you look up his IMDb, yeah. he's littered. He was a big uh, carpenter, uh, like go-to yeah, kind of guy. Yeah, he's in he's in almost all of them. Um, he I love it when he gets all fancy and they live later. He's like, kids, we're living the high life. You gotta join them. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I don't think I ever see him as a as a dapper fellow in any movie I've seen him in. Yeah, honestly, the accident. It, it literally is an accident. It's even he says I've been drinking. I was like, it doesn't matter if you were drinking. This still probably would have happened because the other guy almost hit him and he's sober. Yeah, well, I think that's the argument they were trying to make too. So to be fair, he was also inebriated, which probably means he was not, you know, in, in his best headspace to be making decisions. Yeah, like he kind of goes psycho after that too. It's like, well, why aren't yeah. you calling? They could have. They might have been able to save the kid. I don't know if he hadn't fucked around. That's that's. Maybe he should that's have been in much. charge of calling. Duh. Yeah, but yeah, this is basically a one-man show for Lance Henriksen, uh, just to mm-hmm. you know eat the scenery basically, and and I, I'm I'm having a hard time believing that a bullet to the head isn't gonna stop him. <laughs> he shoots himself right in the brain, and then he's just like, yeah. like if you were, you'd still be like, you know, you're like you know, but he's still like get the gun, and yeah, mostly it's just about that. And I really don't have much to say. It's just a revenge thriller gone wrong. Like, you reap what you sow. Yeah. Uh, man's son is accidentally killed, and then he calls on a, a witch to enact revenge. And then he's like, actually, you know what? I, I disagree with my revenge. And then has to sacrifice himself to save the last child. So, so what was going to happen? As they looked like they were switching places, like he was turning more demonic, and <clears throat> Pumpkinhead was turning more human, what eventually was going to happen? Was Pumpkinhead going to turn human? I, I don't. I never really even thought about it that much. I, I just more thought about like once once the last death is is done, like the connection will be severed, and then he'll be fine afterwards. It, Maybe it's, I, I thought it more of like a crisis of conscious thing where he's like he's since he's has to be in the shoes of Pumpkinhead for so long, he's like kind of being connected a little too uh, too I much. I, I feel like because he he know. was his face was morphing from Pumpkinhead into Lance Henriksen's. And then his eyes were changing. He was becoming more demonic. I almost wondered, if you had let it go further, would Pumpkinhead yeah. be hiding amongst us in human flesh? Like, like he would look just like one of us, but he had... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I guess maybe you could make a sequel out of that. That might be an interesting area to explore. I'm sure they didn't, but... Oh, yeah, and then it was like, you know, if you become like a plague or whatever, and then it's called Pumpkin Heads. <laughs> like, they're amongst us. They're taking over. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Invasion of the Pumpkin Heads? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, let's fuck these sequels. Let's go write our own sequel. Let's make a really crazy, like, unlimited budget. (laughs) Yeah, why not? Um, So our second film, I think, uh, Serpent the Rainbow is one that, yes, technically it was more successful in theaters than I think people remember, but no one talks about it because it's unlike any other Wes Craven film. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have the obvious things that he usually has in his where he's... It seems like a lot of his movies were trying to create new characters. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I would say that the third act kind of fits a Wes Craven ending, but other yeah, it's, than it's that, more. Like, it is more cut like an action movie. Like he changed the language of a lot of horror films because with Elma Street, you know, it was faster paced because he has that final showdown with Freddy and Nancy, but also that he he moved it from slashers to rubber reality, and mm-hmm. then. Scream is where he almost he he has uh, was it Patrick Lucier the editor to do the the tax sequences as if they were kung fu almost like kung fu editing you know what I mean it's this really yeah. fast paced action setting um, 
And this one is a weird mixture because, like, he doesn't... They're not trying to sell, like, a major villain, really. I mean, yeah, you, you do have the thing at the end, of course, but not the way yeah. that, like, he did with Deadly Friend and Shocker and, and some of the other ones. Or is it kind of that raw, urban, or uh, rural kind of... You know the way he did with Hills Have Eyes and The Last mm -hmm. House on the Left and stuff like that? It's an oddball. It's kind of like the way he did Swamp Thing, where that's just a weird, oddball film in his... Uh, catalog that doesn't really fit in with the other things, but obviously this is superior in every way to Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing sucks, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I would say that this shares a lot of similarities with Angel Heart, in a way. Yeah. Uh, well, there's hardly any voodoo movies, really. I mean, stuff that deals yeah. with the Bayou or Jamaica and, and that kind of stuff, and I can count them maybe on my hands. That that third, technically, is a Tales from the Crypt movie, only because they bought the rights to the name. Uh, mm -hmm. There's the Kevin Williamson movie Venom, this, Angel Heart. Uh, I think Ragdoll counts. I don't. I don't know, know what that is. Is that one of those four oh. movies? No, it's like it's a it's like a doll thing, but it's a voodoo. Like the, they do voodoo on the doll that commits the murder. So it kind of like blurs the line between voodoo and, and doll oh, slasher. Okay. Yeah, and this one really taps into uh, the. Um, Kind of is this a dream or reality kind of thing that he would do in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies so well? And I think Bill Pullman, I mean, this is his showcase. He's really... Yes. And no one ever talks about him in this context. They usually talk about him either in the comedic stuff, because that's where he started, or the big studio, like, you know, Independence Day and Casper and stuff like that. And I thought this was a hell of a performance, and I wish that he would do more movies like this. Or maybe he has, and I just don't know they exist. And that could be the case, too, yeah. Uh, so for anyone who is unfamiliar, the premise is that a uh, he's I believe he's like more of an anthropologist, right? I mean he's yeah he he works for a drug company and they want him going down there to find out about this like, this uh, legendary drug that they've heard about where it could put you under so they can do surgeries and stuff like that. But here's the the problem with this, the, the drug is that you still feel everything, so it's not really like anesthesiology or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's not really an effective uh, anesthetic. You so why do they want it? That's what I'm. Well, because they because they can they can alter it or any of that kind of stuff. It just it shows very promising results and that it can keep you under for like 24 hours. Yeah, but are you really under? Because he said that he could still feel everything, he could hear everything, he just <clears> couldn't move. That seems more like a torture device, something you'd hear about in Guantanamo. Right, but I'm, I'm saying is like it, the, the fact that you can stay under for that long and not move is very impressive. So they're getting like they can try to alter it to uh, make you feel less pain. Um, but it, but it has a lot of applications that can be used. That's why they want it. They also want don't know if it's real or not. So that's why they send him out to try to figure out you know, what's going on. Is yeah, this real? It, it's interesting because there's a lot of uh, there's all that metaphysical stuff. But there's also a lot about corruption. You know, political corruption and. And you know the the secret underworld that they have. I, I think the whole thing is very fascinating to me. The part where they're at the carnival or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. those guys just people just eating glass or or eating fire, and it's it's like this big festive thing to them. And I think like, that is fucking bizarre. You never see anything like that um, around here. Maybe maybe a little bit like in New Orleans, New Orleans, but um, New Orleans, New Orleans. I can't I can't. How do you say it? New Orleans. I feel like I'm really Caucasianing that up. It's not even a fucking word. Uh, and in The Simpsons, they pronounce it New Orleans. Okay. So. Where are we at? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm just constantly embarrassing myself. 
Okay, so anyway, uh, the, he's trying to find out whether or not this thing is bullshit. Uh, but well, the thing about it is that it kind of mixes uh, more reality. Like, this powder isn't really voodoo powder. This person is just, like, making it and then making people think they're zombies. So that way they'll kind of, like, do his bidding. But there also is real magic in this world, too. Yeah, because so he has that the hypnotizing stuff. Like, when he's just tapping on the glass in a rhythmic way, he can make people go crazy. It's wild. Even people from uh, hundreds of miles away. Yeah. I don't even know how that's even possible. How did you do that right. if it's not... It has to be magic because if it's triggered by a sound, well, that person... Could, there's no way that person could hear it because that lady at the dinner when they're, when they're back in America, you know? Yeah, when she was eating the glass and tried to kill him, yeah. Yeah. So how did that happen? He didn't have, like, a lock of her hair or anything. So, like, no. how did he know that she was there with him at the time? Like, there's a lot of questions to be asked about this movie. But that doesn't take away from the fact that it's still very intense and it's still really well made. Yeah. It's uh, two and a half hours long in the original cut. <laughs> Thank God that's not available because I don't think I could... <laughs> they cut it down to a, a little under 100 minutes. So I think it's, yeah. it moves pretty efficiently and it gives you the information you need. So Yeah, there might have been... It probably in the two and a half hours, they probably explained a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And that might that might take away some of the the mystery of it. That I would think yeah, because so. it does fuck with reality. I think that um, being a little more vague, you know, it, it helps the film. Yeah. Some of the practical effects in this are really good. I mean, just yeah. I mean, I know that they're puppets, but like that one where it's just grabbing its own jaw and ripping it open, but then the snake yes. shoots out. I was like, that's fucking great. Oh, and the uh, the and the the rubber arm is coming out. It still looks good. Like I'm not complaining. Uh, when he's in basically like a alternate version of the insane asylum, and all these arms are reaching out to grab him. Oh, that was so fucking cool. You know what? I remember there's another movie uh, that he did in '81 that kind of messes around with stuff like this, and, mm -hmm. and it's deadly boring though. Actually, it's called Deadly Blessing, um, <laughs> but it's like like Amish magic or something like that and they put curses on each other and it's, it has a little bit of the feel of this movie too. Do, do Amish people have a belief system that involves magic? I don't know. I can't remember the movie. I, I haven't seen it like in 10 years but if I ever find it I'll, I'll, I'll give you a link to it because it's a very strange movie. But it's like, yeah, like these, uh, they're not literally Amish but they're like, like they're kind of like that, like the Quakers but just living on their own kind of thing. Right, yeah, and they have, like, this evil curse that they put on, like, oh, you came to our f forbidden lands, you know, or whatever. We're going to curse you. And it has Sharon Stone in, I think, one of her very first movies. Oh. All right, so let's talk about the big one here. The big the hit. The one that the, everyone knows. The franchise launcher. The one that still to this day confuses me, and I finally looked up why. Child's Play... Hey was at a studio that was desperate for a hit. I just mentioned it. MGM, UA. Desperate for anything that would make them successful. And Child's Play cost, like I think, $8 million. It made 30-something in America. Massive overseas. Massive on video. Two years later, we get a sequel from Universal Studios. And I've been trying to figure out why. Uh, the guy who owned Universe, or, uh, the, the MGM was going to sell it to a very conservative company in Australia. And he dictated absolutely no horror films. So there was a loophole that if they, you know, denied the sequel or whatever, they were allowed to shop it to another studio. So David Kirshner took it over to Universal. So MGM still owns the remake rights. They own the name Child's Play. So that's why after that whole contract ended, 
but it's still owned by Universal now. Universal permanently owns Chucky. That's why everything mm-hmm. now is just called Chucky instead of Child's Play. Mm-hmm. It's so confusing, but I can't believe MGM just blew it like that. Here's the funny part. The guy never actually bought the company. Oh. He was in the the dealings, this, whatever. This industry is too confusing. I don't it know. Is. It is. The dealing almost went through, and they had already sold the rights to Universal, and turns out the guy was a complete and absolute fucking fraud and went to prison. This <laughs> company <laughs> completely collapsed. <laughs> um, now let's talk about the movie. Director of yep. Fright Night, Tom Holland. Uh, comes back after uh, flopping a little bit with Fatal Beauty, which was an action movie with Brad Dorif and, uh, 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 damn it, Whoopi Goldberg. Um, decides to go back to the horror genre, and I tell you what, he knocks it out of the park with this one. It should not yes. be scary. It should be fucking stupid. But he does this such a good job, and I think the special effects, they're just, they, they help so much. Yeah, it's very subtle at first. Like, you don't really even see Chucky being alive until, like, what, halfway through the movie? Maybe even a little bit more? Yeah, maybe more. I think it's, like, uh, I think it's like a 90-minute movie, and we almost make it to a 65-minute point before he... Uh, and, and this isn't counting him, like, you know, rolling around. You know, like Yeah, just, or just or just standing up and talking. Yeah. Like, like a full-on movement is uh, quite a bit in. When she's ready to put him in the fire to get him to yeah, talk. Yeah, that's... He's like, you fucking bitch! <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a scene, too. Like, it, I know it's coming, but it's always intense when I watch it. Yeah, well, you already know about Chucky. See, I had I didn't know anything about it the first time I saw the movie. Someone really? had told me that uh, it was really good, and the sequel was coming up, and we went to the video store and picked it up. And, I mean, he's on the cover with a knife. It's different. I think he's on the cover with a knife, the, the VHS cover. Yes. The the second one is when he has a pair of scissors on a jack Oh, uh, yeah, which I had that sticker in my locker. Back off, Jack. Chucky's back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the uh, the original poster is more ambiguous because it just shows the building they live in, and then you just see the eyes in the sky. Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew that something was going to happen because he's walking at the cover with a knife in his hand. But I did not in any way expect that reaction. I didn't even know special effects could be that good back then. Yeah. It was impressive. And I, again, this is one of those that this is technically voodoo, but also doll movie kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Because, yeah, yeah. he uses that. It's very interesting. It starts off as an action movie. You're not sure what's going to happen because. Yeah, it's a cops and robbers. Yeah, and which is funny because the last movie that Tom Holland did, Brad Dorff was on the run from cops. <laughs> so I was like, oh, did he survive this as a sequel? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a slow burn where it's kind of like a family drama. And yes. you know the, the mystery around what's happening, but once you know, once it you know, like it, it just lets go, holy mm-hmm. fucking crap! And he's like you know attacking him in the car, uh, <laughs> and, and just he's uh, just a mean little bastard. <laughs> it's a fucking hassle. Yeah, and I think I think the fact that he's just almost like the Terminator. He's you know a two foot tall yes. Terminator who makes this amazing because even when that guy picks up the head and he's like what the fuck are you even talking about? Yeah. And puts it on top of the TV and the thing busts out of the... It's kind of laughable to think that it could even hurt him but yeah. we've already gone this far so why not? Right. We already we kind of already gone past that. Like we understand that like it's a whatever his soul being trapped inside this doll still gives him kind of the strength of a full grown man. At this point, I mean, they kind of go a little crazier with it in the sequels of him just being like a Superman. But like for for the first movie, it is a little more a little more grounded. I would say that he kind of he soaks up 
gunshots because he's not really like totally inside of the body yet so he still kind of has that uh, ability to take punishments uh huh um but yeah that's something that they just kind of dropped for the sequels yeah you can, you, can kind of, you can kind of believe it because it's a doll it's not gonna get hurt you can't hurt a doll by shooting it so no. it, 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 yeah it's a it, there he does have a weak spot it's the heart so there there's there are rules in this in this universe i think and as much as we're, uh, the, the sequels are just trashy fun this is a legitimately good horror film the believability yep. that's going to happen along the sequels you're going to just have to let go you're just going to have to let, there's no fucking way on earth that he should even continue after this because the reasoning they give in parts two and three are the dumbest fucking thing you ever heard of in your yep. life uh, yeah, we're gonna take this thing back to the uh, to the factory and tear it apart and put it back together. Yeah, sure. Oh, we're gonna melt this one down and build a whole new doll. But no, you're not. Nobody would yeah, do that, this. Yeah, that would be so expensive. Just throw it away. So goddamn like, dumb. Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then then they just kind of let go and they know how ridiculous they are by the time Bride and Chucky comes around. And I'm I'm here for it because then it's just almost a spoof. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, and then I should say that the remake. Uh, with Aubrey Plaza is actually really good too. That yeah, one. I haven't seen uh, it. It, it takes the same. It's the same kind of premise of like, except you know the doll has like kind of an AI thing. That um, is easier. So sort of. Yeah, because that's yeah. easier to transfer because artificial intelligence can load itself anywhere into the internet and just continue <clears throat> in other ways. And sadly, it wasn't very successful, so I don't think there'll be any continuations. But the, the other Chucky Frank... Isn't it weird that we have two Chucky things going at the same time? Yeah, they have a TV show, too. Yeah, and there's there's the direct video movies, which are way better than they have any right to be. Um, yeah. And then, apparently, the TV show's great, too. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either, but I am planning on seeing it. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I think I think it's the 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 remake's a little underrated. Uh, it, it gets it, it goes a little schlocky at the end, but I I think it's a great setup and it's surprisingly emotional too. Yeah. Like well, it our, has a our, good emotional beat to it. Our knee-jerk reaction to condemning any remake is absurd because if you think about a lot of the greats that we that I grew up with, I almost put you in my category, but I'm way older. Um, are you even 30 yet? You're not even close to 30, are you? I'm 29. I'm almost 29. Okay, years. I can't remember. I've known you for so long, but I couldn't remember how old you were when we first started working together. I think I was like 20. Well, I think I was 20. Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, it's almost been a decade since I left, so yeah. Um, so I'm thinking like, okay, so when I was a kid, we had the thing. Uh, yeah. The Fly. That's a the Blob. Those are all remakes. They're all fantastic. And there's, there's some scattered throughout. There's some that are American remakes of foreign films. There's a lot of them that are just love letters to... Uh, the genre, which in a way can be considered like almost a remake. Like American War of London is just a love letter to all those old horror films and just doing yeah. it with modern special effects. I mean, it's, I don't know why people bitch constantly. Yeah, there was, there was a period though where I think that they were remaking the slashers and a lot of them yeah. were really phoning it in, but there's still some good stuff in there. That first Hills Have Eyes was fantastic. Mm. And some people like the the Halloween remakes. It's not my particular taste because I don't like Rob Zombie's movies besides the very first one that he did. Um, but there's still good stuff in there. So I, I just don't understand why everybody's all back. This is shit! I think it's more just like the Hollywood has no original ideas. But I mean, you can do a remake that is that has new ideas in it. Yeah. I, well, like the, also, the remake of Chucky is a totally different kind of movie. Yeah, well, same thing for The Thing. You know, That was a completely different interpretation of the concept. Yeah. Uh, it is it is bothersome though when they constantly continue. Well, that's the same thing with sequels. If you're not advancing the world that you've created, then what's the point? I don't right. like. I'm not excited in any way to see the new Jurassic Park because I feel like they're just no. doing the same thing. Here's what I want, and this is never going to happen. <laughs> 
Now the dinosaurs are teaming up with the humans to take on aliens from outer space. <laughs> Wait, so that is, are you saying that's what the new one is? Or no, that's, that's what, what I want. I want someone okay, riding a fine. fucking... I want a little that kid. That would be fine. Yeah, riding a raptor, whatever, <laughs> taking on creatures from another planet. At this point, why the fuck not? Right? Uh, Jurassic World, uh, or Jurassic Planet is what they should call it. Well, if it's Jurassic World, man, just go ahead. Don't yeah. make it like a fucking amusement park again. We already did that. Take him to space, Jurassic Universe, why not? All right. Galaxy of the Dinosaurs. <laughs> Planet of the Dinosaurs. Oh, Planet of the Apes, but the apes are riding dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Oh, why are we not in Hollywood right now? Because <laughs> we only come up with concepts. I can't write a full idea. That's true. I can't sit down and write for longer than two minutes. I feel like I should put a cigar in my mouth. I'm an idea, man. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I think we have one more run of movies from 1988 to go. And then we're moving on to 1989, the year horror basically died. It's going to get weird after that, kids, because then we're only going to get, like, maybe four horror movies a year. And the rest <laughs> are going to be, like, thrillers. The, 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 some, the quotation from hell movies are going to take over. Because the, mm-hmm. the, of uh, a Fatal Attraction making so much damn money. And then yep. all of a sudden, that's the new genre until horror is revived in 96. By the way, did you see uh, Scream 5? Uh, no, I did not. I saw it, and I'm fine with what they've done and that they're trying to force people into part six. Move on, people. Move on. Yeah, yeah it wasn't bad. Uh, I mean, like, what, what, did they add any sort of new premise to it, or is it just No, kind of... but they add a whole new cast, basically, that that is going to take the, the concept somewhere else. They're, they're going to try to take it out of Woodsboro. They're going to New York with part six, and they have the survivors of part five and some other people mixed in but they're like well we need sydney prescott i'm like the story's done you don't Move need on. her huh because you don't need her yeah it's it's a ghost face that people are interested in it's like uh, the jason movies I mean, like who cares like she's not like i understand that the laurie strode is kind of important to the halloween franchise is that it? makes sense is it really no i'm saying you don't yeah. i'm saying you don't need her but it's understandable why you would yeah, add her I guess, into a movie i'm still fucking mad at that franchise how many times are you gonna go over and reboot again at this point they're gonna have to do like they did with spider-man where they're gonna have to introduce <laughs> different universes yeah <laughs> halloween for it to make sense well like the whole thing with the ghost face killer is that he doesn't have like a set standard of people that he wants to kill that's the point is because if you randomize it that it makes you a more efficient killer so the i so the fact that they want to kill the same person over and over again doesn't make any sense to me. yeah yeah it's, it's crazy this obsession that people have and, and the whole movie is about toxic fandom it's amazing it's like the subtle like commentary the whole way <laughs> whenever someone says elevated horror which they bring up in that movie i just think of the tall man from phantasm that's elevated horror <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, what about, wasn't there, uh, didn't they remake, no, 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 they did a sequel in the style of the new Halloween movies of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, didn't they? Yeah, for Netflix, I haven't seen it yet. And they, and they got, and they got, like, the, the, some of the characters from the, from the first movie and no one even remembered them, because, like, who cares? <laughs> it's dumb. <laughs> even by the sequel, they have moved on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. I love that second Texas so Chainsaw You see, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is coming out in this whole cleaned up 4K, um, I think in a couple months. Oh, it's gonna look yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, if you want, a, if you want an idea of like how to take a movie franchise, look at Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part One and Two. That should be your blueprint of like how you extend a series. Yeah, you just you go, you kick it in the nuts, and you inject some you know fucking craziness to it. And I'm there for it. Yeah, oh, we're almost to Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three. I can't wait. 
I know. That was Matthew McConaughey, right? No, no. That's Viggo Mortensen, the third one. Fourth one is Matthew McConaughey. Oh, okay. I'm getting confused. That's, it's okay. Uh, They're all kind of confusing. The whole franchise is crazy. Yeah. <sighs> all right. So uh, that is, 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 the, uh, is, is the one we're about to watch, the one where the guy gets his fingers shot off by the machine gun? Wow. I don't remember that part. I haven't seen it forever. I just remember Viggo Mortensen's the bad guy, and uh, they kind of go back to the roots. Here's the crazy thing is, it doesn't matter how much you change the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies because it never had a fluid storyline. It was all always over the place. And with Halloween, yeah. the fact that they keep going, well, we're going to go with these three, and then, oh, no, we fucked that up. Let's go back to the beginning again. Like, oh. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're, like, I was okay with, uh, with, with the first Halloween uh, sequel. Um... The, the one from like 2018 or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's fine, but it's 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 H2O again. It really is the same. Yeah, like I, Laurie should have died in that one, and then I would have been fine with it. Yeah, but I, I was fine back with part four go. when they introduced her daughter. You know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it's it's all over the place. There's some little gems here and there, but it's not like it's not a solid series. Yeah, one day I'll see Halloween Kills, but uh... no, 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 don't oh, give is that bad. It's so bad. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, that is it for this episode. Check us out on uh, Facebook and all your podcast hosts. I, I, I burned Twitter to the ground. I've had it. I've just had enough. I can't do it hey, anymore. Good for you, man. It, it, it makes me so angry all day, yeah. every day, and it's not good for my health. So Yeah, that was, me. that was me with Facebook. As soon as I was done with it, my life got so much better. Yeah, I tag you sometimes in the episodes, but that's about it. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be famous. You won't even know it. <laughs> or All I'll right. be canceled and I won't even know it either. Because oh, yeah. I, I don't use it. <laughs> right, I got the perfect it. defense for anything. Nice. I don't. I'm an idiot. All right. <laughs> We're out. All right. Bye, folks. <laughs>